Love Hurts is going to be doing a live episode to celebrate Valentine's Day on February 11th at 9pm at the Pit Loft. My guest will be comedian Nagin Farsad. She's the host of the podcast Fake the Nation and a regular panelist on NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Check out the show notes for more info on how to get tickets. Hope to see you there! The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter. But that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Caitlin Steitzer. Caitlin is a therapist and comedian living in Brooklyn. Caitlin talks about two different stories of major relationships in her life that went wrong for different reasons. She shares the takeaways from each of these relationships and how they helped her be in a place to find the person she married. Hey, Caitlin, how's it going? Good. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for coming this way to share some stories. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, what is it that uh, you did want to talk about today? So I'm going to talk about some very, very bad relationships (laughs) I've been in, followed by a very, very good one that I'm in right now. Oh, that's Uh, nice. And sort of the journey between... Figuring that out and like feeling the difference between a bad relationship and a good relationship. Yeah, there, there, there's that sort of thing where like you almost have to, not you have to, but like I guess when you have a bad relationship, it's easier to see what a good relationship you can like. Well, sometimes. <laughs> or sometimes you just spend many, many years going from bad relationship to bad relationship. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that's the thing when you do have a good, if you've had some bad relationships, when you get to the one that's good, good you're like oh yeah this is not having some of those things that I was noticing and those other things and yeah probably having some of those things the other ones didn't have yeah yeah Yeah. and I think there's also um well I'll talk a little bit about like how how I got to sort of being in a very good relationship and what really helped me see that great yeah so where does it all start It was a guy who I had originally met in college um, through like comedy stuff. So I did improv in college at Brandeis University um, and he was on his college sketch team and like our teams were sort of like team friends. Okay. So every year we would like meet at this uh, college comedy festival, the Skidmore College Comedy Festival and like we would invite like his team's his team over to Brandeis to like perform. And I just remember developing the most intense crush on this guy, like for no reason other than he was really, really funny and just like seemed nice. He was really great at making eye contact, (laughs) which, uh, you know, I think some of my ladies out there who've had a pretty low bar in the past (laughs) can maybe relate to, wow, this guy's really great at making eye contact. (laughs) Yeah, that's Uh, all it takes. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be surprised. Um, Yeah, he made like really great eye contact. He like was so sweet to his family and to his friends you know there were all of these things that seemingly were like oh he's such a great guy and he is um we don't talk anymore but i'm sure he's fine yeah but uh sort of like developing this this crush around this guy and it like lasted sort of like on and off for for several years um and there was one point where i was still in college where we had like hooked up um, and he was actually seeing 
someone else. Oh. Um, and that was like a very confusing thing for me um, because this is very much a red flag, right? Like yeah. this guy is communicating to me how he thinks about relationships. Um, and I, instead of saying this means that I should really never entertain the idea of being in a relationship with him again, um, I just was like, well, maybe it's a fluke. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, that was a one He time. makes such good eye contact. <laughs> this must be a fluke. Uh, <laughs> he's so funny. He's such, He's so nice to his family. This must be a fluke, right? Yeah, just like going into that like justification mode that happens in these types of scenarios where you're like, okay, great. I can talk myself into this thing because it, this seems a lot of this stuff seems good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, on paper and to other people, he's so nice. And yeah, I think a lot of the stories up until I've uh, a lot of the stories I'm going to share, like have to do with the justification mode of my brain in particular yeah. and the human brain in general. Um, yeah, because that's, that's I mean, that's such a normal thing. I mean, especially like I've talked to a lot of people who have a lot of experiences that are not that specific thing, but that that you go to that place where you're like, oh, yeah, I can if I was looking at this, if I was not in this scenario, I would very easily say that like something's off here. But because I'm in this scenario, I, there's like that blindness that exists. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and so sort of like fast forward, um, I moved to New York and long story short with this guy and I'll go back and I'll fill in yeah. some of the details, okay. <laughs> but it just ends up being you know, several years of like on again, off again, you know, I think we like were often in just like different places. Like okay. I would, yeah. I would sort of like go to him after a breakup. Right. Yep. But then it was sort of like, well, I just had a breakup so that yes, we shouldn't be in a relationship. Oh, isn't this tortured? Isn't this so romantic? Oh, you make such good eye contact, you know, um, or like, um, uh, like we just sort of kept finding our ways like back to each other like he would be with someone and we'd be like attracted to each other and then it would be this mess or you know I would be with someone and then break it off and then hook up with him again and like, yeah and then we would just have like conversations about it um, and he'd be like oh, I'm so stupid I'm so stupid <laughs> that I didn't date you and I'm like oh well, he's saying he's stupid and he makes such good eye contact. He's so funny. Maybe this would be a good idea. So just like so many years of like on again, off again. And part of the thing that made it really, really complicated is we just ran in the same friend circles and all of my friends like loved him. They're like, oh, he's so great. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. And I guess that's that you keep falling into the situations because you're going to keep inevitably running into each other. Like it's not a thing where you're like, oh, great. I'm never going to see this person again. And I guess if that had happened, it probably would have been less likely that it kept coming back around right yeah but like instead we just like did shows together and like yeah. um we're always seeing each other and everyone was like oh but you guys can still be friends right you know there was also that thing i think i think the biggest lesson i learned was that you really don't you don't have to stay friends with people <laughs> yeah like if you're not date if you do try to date and it doesn't work out it's yeah there's no don't stay friends with them <laughs> like i i think there are I think there are times where that's appropriate and fine. But at some point, again, like the biggest lesson I learned from this was like, oh, like 
people's behavior. My behavior is telling me a lot of things and his behavior is telling me a lot of things. Both of our behaviors together have told us time and time again that we can't be friends, that we'll keep fucking with each other and like trying to hook up with each other and like date each other for various reasons. Me, because I I thought like, oh, this guy, you know, this must be love, I think. It was like, oh, because it's so tortured, this must be <laughs> yeah. love. Um, because I think we get like these fucked up messages about what love is. Yeah, it, it adds to this like epicness of the story, right? Oh, it's yeah. this idea of like, yeah, well, it didn't work out this time, but like it's all going to come together at the right moment and then it will work. Like it's not going to work out until it works out. Yeah. I mean, just look at Bella and the Beast, <laughs> you know? I mean, she just kept working at it, <laughs> you know? Because she literally like, had no other option because she was stuck in a that movie's tower. so <laughs> fucked up right yeah have you gone back and like not, thought about beauty and the beast that, that was my favorite disney movie and it's such a fucked up message it's a real like stockholm syndrome right like yeah. isn't that kind of what that movie this guy is was gonna kill her dad and then was like all right i'll kidnap you instead yeah and then he was like mm, well i have to like manipulate her into falling in love yeah. with me and then like at the very end he's like well i guess i'm okay now and she's like all is forgiven i love you too so i don't know me that's what i grew up with thinking so yeah so that stockholm syndrome that like going back but but at some point i just like realized oh the behavior that we're both showing right because it's like i I think I realized it on some level. I think I would often have some idea of I probably shouldn't be in contact with this person. Yeah. But I think I had um, another voice that still really wanted to be with him. Yeah, because when you, that's I, what it, I really it, wanted. It, so I justified it with, well, the adult thing to do is to maintain this friendship. Like yeah. that's the mature thing. The mature thing is you break up and you maintain a friendship. And it ended up actually being the most immature thing because it prevented us from it prevented me from moving forward. Yeah, that's tough. That's a really tough thing because you're never able to let yourself fully get invested in somebody else. No. Yeah. It was always going to go back to this guy. So, yeah, it, it, at some point I remember when I was so ready to just make it final like I and I, I as in that, final like not like we're just not going to be, gonna be friends anymore yeah, uh, yeah. you know like good luck with everything good luck with everything you know and uh, uh human beings are complicated and I also just want to be really really clear that like the relationship um was turbulent but um not uh dangerous or like abusive in any way because um, I think that adds a whole extra layer when people are having to deal with with that type of like manipulation and abuse. Um, I just remember when I was done, I was like, yep, I'm done. And even then, like I, I had a friend who's like, well, maybe one day you guys can still be friends. <laughs> and, and I remember saying, no. no. Like, yeah, you had to. <laughs> like every other time I'd been like, that yeah, is... you're right. I hope so. I really hope so. And then one time I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, and it, well, it's like, I feel like you had to get there, right? It's like, if you didn't get there, you wouldn't, you'd, it'd still be happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, who knows? Like, when I do think about this person now, I have uh, no regrets because I think it taught me some really important lessons, even though it was painful. And I can't imagine being attracted to this person ever again. So that's a good feeling, too. <laughs> that's like another thing. It's like when you really get someone out of your system and you're like, whew, yeah. Yeah. I'm done with that for yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so that was your coming to New York and getting thrown coming into this to thing New York, and, and getting being through. like, Ooh. yeah. And, and again, just like the biggest, the biggest lesson I took from it was like, well, what what is the behavior telling me, right? Because it's like we say things with words yes. and then we say things with behavior. And so if someone's behavior is they're not available yep. and if someone's yeah, yeah, behavior yeah. is they don't want to have hard conversations with you and if someone's behavior is they think it's totally okay to cheat on their girlfriend <laughs> and not have any sort of accountability for that yeah then it's like are all oh then these are all important signs yeah. right yeah and yeah what i remember more in relationships that i had after that was i I was mostly just sort of like sad when I was questioning my ability for me myself to be like good in a relationship and worthy of a relationship. Um, Because I think like most women and then also just human beings, right? Like, um, and especially a lot of comedians, a lot of the journey had to do with low self-esteem, yeah. you know, and yeah. just thoughts of, well, if this person is hooking up with me, it's probably not for real. Um, and it feels and like a that, scary feeling. And I feel like that dynamic probably led into that a little bit because, again, it's this person who never was like fully committing to you or giving you that. So then you're putting in your head like, am I worthy of this when you're with other people? Right. It's that same thing of like you don't want that dynamic to happen again and you're a little scared of that happening well absolutely like i think we all carry like um we carry our past experiences with us our brain is sort of designed that way to try and be helpful but um i think until you learn to take a step back from your own thoughts and sort of say like wait a minute is, is this thought pattern did this get born from a really negative experience yeah. and is it like is it overcorrecting now and maybe not allowing myself to be present with the present day situation? Um, or is, is this thought that I'm having like, oh, I don't like this thing about the relationship. Is this actually based on what I'm seeing? Yeah. Right. I feel like this is also a good time to say that like you're a therapist, yeah. which is oh, I know yeah. we're getting like real deep into this <laughs> stuff. And it's like <laughs> the reason is like I know that you're somebody who talks probably gets into this type of yeah. conversation a lot with people yeah, uh, with people. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, but I it's do. like I feel like you're inherently a self reflect like you're always both reflecting on yourself and other people like right. That's probably mm-hmm. something that is actively happening in your life a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I'll say this. uh we all we all struggle with self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said that like, I guess, but I'm like, you know what? No, I think we all do. <laughs> yeah, I think it's all there. It's all there. I, I think like how this sort of played into other relationships. Um, again, sort of like the low self-esteem of like maybe I don't deserve a, a real relationship. I think that ended up playing a big part in sort of like the second relationship that I wanted to yeah. to talk about, which was when I was dating someone who uh, had a real problem with alcohol, who was a real alcoholic. Yeah. And we dated for a really, really long time. So that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. It is a lot. I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, in, the, in your dynamic, obviously you date, You said you dated this person for a long time. Yeah. It, would would you say like the the big thing with that is just like getting in that point where you're like loving somebody and in dealing and that thing where you like you have this 
immense kind of like love and caring for this person, but they're also like dealing with this thing that is like so much bigger than anything mm-hmm. that you can deal with. And is yep. that, I feel like that's probably a common thing that you're constantly going back and forth between, right? Yeah. And also just like, again, huge amounts of denial. Yeah. Right. Just, yeah. and yeah. So going back and forth between like really genuinely caring for this person um, and seeing them like suffer yeah. and seeing them struggle, but they'll say that they're not (laughs) like they'll say like no everything is fine this is totally normal and you want to believe that so badly or I did right I'll speak for myself I wanted to believe that so badly that it just was so hard to get out of it even though I'm sure I have so many friends who were so important and stuck by me and I'm sure from the outside they were like what the fuck Caitlin (laughs) like get out of this yeah it's almost the opposite dynamic uh of your first relationship where everyone's (laughs) like yeah he seems nice where everyone's yeah everyone's like uh maybe you should back up and you're like no I'm good (laughs) yeah so so the other thing about like this relationship um I had a friend another friend who used to be a therapist who like reflected this back to me he's like well you guys also met in like such a romantic way like we had such a meet cute yeah you know i mean like he worked at this grocery store that i would go to and i would see him and i was like oh that's a cute guy and i would see him there and like see him and make eye contact you know i was sort of in a period of my life where i was like i'm gonna be really bold uh i'm gonna like make moves i'm gonna like check out dudes i think are hot um i'm gonna ask for people's numbers i was on a lot of dating websites and i would like to ask guys out first um so i was like i'm gonna like stare at this cute guy like whatever um and we had like one conversation in the store you know about like yogurt because it was a grocery store uh (laughs) and then i started going to a different one of these grocery stores um because i like moved and they opened and it was close to my place and i saw him there as well i started seeing him at this like different (laughs) yeah like all over right so i was like that's really weird um and i just would like see him when i would like go to that store and like uh we would just sort of like smile at each other or like say hi because we just recognize each other but we didn't um he didn't ask me out until i was working at the time hosting like late night karaoke okay uh in greenpoint and he walked into that he walked into this like restaurant slash like karaoke party um and asked you know like was there to get tacos and i just like happened to be there and he was like oh like i yeah like this is the only time where i'm not going to be in uniform so i would like to ask you out (laughs) and i was like all right whatever showing up at your place of business after (laughs) you've been showing up at his place of business (laughs) yeah so it was like a real meet yeah totally it was like this yeah it's a great story be fate right again when you let your brain make stories rather than just like notice what's actually happening yeah (laughs) (laughs) so it's like we started dating and like some of the things that were happening were so great you know like he was like a really cute guy and like um was very thoughtful and would like love to take me out to like these really nice dinners um or like make dinner for me but like at the same time we were drinking super heavily 
like he would be drinking really heavily um, and I would be like drinking to catch up, you know, and it was sort of in the guise of, oh, like, look at, you know, look at these like really nice cocktails um, or like fancy drinks. And that makes sense to drink that along with this fancy dinner. Yeah. And once we started getting a little bit more serious, I started seeing a little bit more like some of the signs like, huh, like that's weird. Like when he comes home from work, like he'll drink a bottle of wine a day yeah you know but he would say things like well like i'm so tall or this is normal or yeah like um, this is what my body like this is what my body can process it's totally fine and i'm like okay it's totally fine (laughs) yeah and it it wasn't really until i think we were like living together and i had felt like i'd fallen totally in love with this person that i really really started to see that that it was a serious, serious problem. You know, there would be nights where he would come home and he was just like completely like bloodied and bruised because he'd be like riding his bike home from something and was blackout drunk and would blackout on his bike and fall down. You know, like that happened multiple, multiple times. Um, Or there would be times where, you know, he would like pass out at a bar, you know, the party that we were at or he would just like yell or say some really nasty things to people on the street. Um, I I would get blackout drunk with him and I had never experienced that before. Like we would just be drinking and partying together. And so I would be getting blackout drunk. So there was also elements of being in the relationship and being like, well, I don't think I'm an alcoholic. So yeah, yeah, you're do- <laughs> like you're doing the exact thing that he's doing right like mm-hmm. you're both we're just falling. both young and having fun in new york city yeah and it does sound wild right and i think to anyone who's listening who's like wow that sounds so wild that's so stupid like how could someone not see this is a problem i would have to deal with the shame and embarrassment of having yeah like oh i didn't realize anyway. this yeah i think also we have a narrative of who's an alcoholic Yeah. You know, um, I think, you know, that's such a huge thing of, well, I'm not an alcoholic because I still have my job, right? Or like, I'm not an alcoholic because I don't drink as much as that person. Or I'm not an alcoholic because of X, Y, and Z. And it's uh, until you really, really live with it, it's really hard to counteract those stories, I think. Yeah. Like at some point, I just was like, this is this is too much. Yeah. This is too much. Um, Do you remember if it was like a specific m- moment that it, it was like, one of my you? it was one of my birthday parties and he got so drunk at the party that he uh, like vomited up like all over the bathroom and you know just was like passed out um yeah just like vomit (laughs) everywhere and I can't remember if I had started I think around that time I was like I'm gonna get sober so I started actually going to AA meetings okay because I was like I want to stop drinking and I also think on some level, I was like, well, if I stop drinking and go to AA meetings, he'll maybe start thinking, maybe I should do this too, because Caitlin drinks less than me. (laughs) So maybe I should stop drinking if she thinks there's a problem. Like it was, yeah, it was uh, because I don't think I told him 
Well, no, I think I did. I think I said, I think we drink too much and I want to stop drinking and I'm going to start going to AA. But I I just was all internalizing it for myself. Like it was easier for me to be like, let me just figure out my shit right now. Yeah. And your hope is like, instead of us having to have a really tough conversation, I hope that I could say this to you and then you can realize <laughs> what's going on in... But it's like not that you're saying I'm not saying that like you're a coward, but that's the way like that's <laughs> just, oh, <you're> say not? <laughs> just, <laughs> just say it. <laughs> but that idea, right? Like that it's like yeah, like hopefully you can real he can realize this without yeah. it having to Yeah, be without this- me having to well, because it's like I had just you know, every time we talked about drinking, he was so like, Nope, I don't have a problem. Yeah, nope, exactly. I don't have a problem. I think I I you know, and I was being somewhat cowardly about it i can take ownership of that word you know i think a braver and more difficult thing to do would have been to say i'm still going to start going to these aa meetings and like i i really am just going to be firm in the belief that i think you have a problem um yeah and that's i mean that's a tough that's a very tough i would not want to do that like that's no yeah yeah that's yeah that's why i stayed with them for a while longer but it was like it was so it was so Oh, my God. It was so good to get sober. It was so good to go to AA. I'm not an alcoholic um, at this point in my life, right? Always always time for us to change yeah. in our yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maladaptive coping mechanisms. Um, but, like, the time that I spent was so, so great there. I, I don't think I could have transitioned out of that relationship if I wasn't sober at that time. Yeah. Oh, that was a, such a gift. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's like... <laughs> You, you mentioned it earlier, but like, yeah, needing to be clear in your head to to be able to see the full situation of what it was mm-hmm. and take a step back and be like, yeah, this is not healthy. Yeah. Like, so it was like, I got sober. Um, I realized I needed to leave. I spent some time, like I left the apartment um, and I was like saying, I'm breaking up with you. And I stayed at my, my friend's place um, and I was there for like a few nights. Um, I was there over a New Year's Eve. Um... And then at some point, you know, he said, I'm going to I'm going to sober up. I'm going to try and be sober for, you know, January or whatever. Um, And I was like, "Okay, I'm going to give this a try. Like, let's try getting back together while he's sober. And I remember before I went back to my apartment, my my best friend, Britain, she had bought me a deck of tarot cards, maybe the year before or maybe it was that year. I think because she was like, maybe you need some like guidance in your life. <laughs> She's yeah, like, this seems okay. like it's going to be a big year of transitions for you. Like, I really love the tarot. And like, I love my tarot deck now. And she like, she did a reading for me that like legit, if the tarot cards had the ability to say like, you made the right decision leaving your alcoholic <laughs> boyfriend and moving out. You should really stick to that decision and just move on with your life. Like that's what that's the what reading would have been. Like it didn't say that like yes, exactly, but, but like the, yeah. every card was like, <laughs> stick to your original guns. Your original intuition was great. You're on the right path. Oh, like man. don't backtrack even though you want to backtrack. Like we were sitting there and she was like reading it. And, I <laughs> and then I was like, all right, well, I'm uh, going <laughs> to go back to my out. alcoholic <laughs> boyfriend now. And <laughs> she said that I left the room and like both her and my other friend like looked at each other and were like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get much clearer than this. Can't get much clearer than this, you know. And that's that tough thing when you see your friends in like really bad situations. Like, yes, you know, like if they had said 
very directly to me, Caitlin, I think this is a bad idea. Like I just wasn't ready to yeah, hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, so they were they were very good in giving me that tarot reading that like really clearly said <laughs> I shouldn't have been getting back together with that guy and yeah. then still letting me make my own decisions. Yeah. And so like we got back together and we were sober. Um and and then it was just sort of like, oh, there are actually other issues with this relationship other than yeah. just the alcoholism. Um, and and then I made the decision again to to leave. Um, and we left on, you know, and I broke up with him on really bad terms. Um, and I think if there was another thing, another lesson that I learned in sort of like that first relationship that I talked about is like, also in breakups, sometimes someone has to sort of be the bad guy. And I think that that's okay. Yeah. And I felt very okay with being the bad guy. You know, like I was not going to try and make it a, a good breakup. You know, I wasn't going to try and um, plead my case. I wasn't going to try and convince him to not hate me. Um, I wasn't going to try and convince his friends that... I wasn't really bad for leaving him. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes that's really, really hard to do. I mean, we were also lucky in that, like, we didn't have mutual yeah, it, friends. Yeah, it was easier to know? just kind of break from that whole world and just say, okay, I'll be the person who sucks in these this group of stories that get told, and I'm fine with just being out of this. Yeah. Because I think in that first relationship, because we kept both not wanting to be the bad guy. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, we're just going to be friends. This yeah. is the mature thing. We're, we still care for each other. Look at how great and connected we are. And we just kept getting pulled back in. And I was like, no, I'm going to be the bad guy. He's going to hate my guts probably forever. And that has to be okay. And it, yeah, and I, it's like going back to that thing. It's going to keep you from getting pulled back into that world. Like there's probably yeah. part of you that was like, I need to be away from this world and mm -hmm. not be back in it. And yeah, like find my way to this person again. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and he was very angry with me and he would write some really angry emails and messages. Um, and at some point I just said, you know, you're right. I'm really, sh this is really shitty. I'm being really shitty and hurtful and I'm sorry, yeah. you know, and I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Um, I I also feel like because of that particular like rock bottom to use like AA terms of just like being in this relationship for so long, um, it, it really forced me to make some other changes in my life. Like that's when I first started going to therapy. Okay even though I had been working as like a social worker for a really long time and like I had tried to see like one therapist once before, I was, I think, more ready because it was so tumultuous. I think I even started seeing my therapist like right before we broke up. I was like, I'm going to, I need to like break up with this person for real. So I need a therapist. Yeah. And she was what, like, okay. <laughs> that's when I first started seeing therapists. It was like right, like literally the week after breaking up with somebody. Uh, it was a real mess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's the worst. It it doesn't make logical sense, but it's like one of the worst pains that we feel as human beings. Yeah, in this, yeah, and yeah, the way that you're right, it like isn't logical, but it it's very like when we think of yeah, it's like breakups are a reality of life, yeah. but they hit us so deeply, yeah. and shake us so deeply. There's a reason why like all of the best songs are about heartbreak, yeah, and the best movies, every all of the best stories are about like that pain of 
heartbreak and then like how awesome it is when <laughs> relationships yeah, work when out fi- yeah <laughs> well the, the way i always think about it is like when you fall in love with somebody you start as like these strangers or maybe like somewhat know each other or whatever but like you don't have any connective life together and you spend all this time like building this bridge or whatever together and this is like slight ramp of like life that you're building. But then when the breakup happens, there's no like down ramp. It's just that you just it just breaks off and then you have like a free fall. And yeah, I think that's the thing. You don't have that like, OK, now we're going to slowly take this back apart again and like bring it back to where it was before. Like you don't get to take it apart. It's just gone. Well, th- this is yeah, I think like all of this is like ugh, all of these like bad relationship things um, hurt so bad. They fucking suck so much. Heartbreak sucks so much. Um, and uh, until you find a relationship <laughs> that doesn't suck, uh, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> uh, it it exists. <laughs> Sometimes relationships don't have to be hard. So that's like the lesson I'm learning now, now. with my current husband. Yeah. Um, and it was really good for me like as that relationship was ending and I still had like a, a friendship and some level of attraction to, you know, my husband now, Diego, like it was really, really good for me to be sober at that time. Yeah. Like, so you're kind of like coming out of this other thing and you meet him and you're like, oh, this guy's kind of cool and cute, but like I'm not in a place to like mentally deal with what that could be at this point in time. So I need to like, well, I mean, navigate. But, we, but we started dating really soon, like after I broke up. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that was. But that I guess, was, like, yeah, what yeah. I meant is like he came on your radar a little bit, but you were like, OK, let me just like hold on. I got to like finish crashing this plane (laughs) (laughs) and then i'll like come out of this plane and then i'll come out of this plane crash and i'll just like see where i'm at right so it's like um when we and again you know like he he was like perfect gentleman like very not like oh like caitlin (laughs) just broke up with her boyfriend she's on the market she's on the market you know (laughs) i i was more like that like i was just more like I just got out of this okay. like crazy yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, you know what? And I want to have fun and I'm not drinking. Um, and I really like making out and hooking up with people. Um, but I was still sober. Um, and I had sort of made a decision that I didn't want to sleep with him like right away. Yeah. Um, and and I also was like, and if this doesn't work out, like I'm actually feeling really, really good if I have to be single. Like, yeah. And that felt like very cool to me. Um, yeah, you were in like a healthy mindset. I was in such a healthy mindset. Like, I remember he called me once. Um, it was sort of like maybe just a few weeks after we'd sort of like started hooking up. And, and I was like, you know, I wonder if he like he was like, can we talk for a second? I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to break things off with me. You know, like I'd be really sad, you know, but like this would this would be fine you know like i would totally understand why he doesn't want to date me right now like i just got out of this relationship like da, 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 da. and it was sort of like the opposite conversation he's like actually like i i just sort of want to know like he's like i don't want this to be like a rebound for you yeah like do you want do you want to see where this goes and i was and this was like the other thing that felt very very different with diego from the very beginning is uh, it just felt so easy with him, you know, like I was just like, yeah, I do want to see where this goes. Like, yeah. absolutely. This is not a 
this is not a hard question to answer in my mind. Yeah, like he can have something that might feel like a tough conversation to have with somebody else. And it was just the, such like an easy conversation to have and be like, OK, great. We're on the same page. We yeah. we like said this thing for two seconds. It was really clear. And now we're like better because of it. Yeah. And, and I think that was like part of where therapy really helped me because when we you know, we're dating. It's just it just kept feeling easy and good. Yeah. It just was always fun and easy. And like, you know, he was like always respectful. And like when I was like, yeah, I don't want to have like sex at first. He was like, yeah, what? Great. Of course. You know, um, like and and I remember one day in therapy sort of saying, well, but you know, like, I'm just waiting for when it starts to feel not good. (laughs) And my therapist was like, what do you mean? And I was like, you know, that like point in the relationship where it just feels not good anymore. And then you like, don't, you're like questioning if you should be with that person. And she's like, but what if that never happens? And I was like, oh my God, what if it never happens? You mean that's an option? That means you can be with a person and just... Never feel distressed about it, like, or never feel tortured or never feel insecure. Like, oh, my God. Holy fucking (laughs) shit. I never even realized that that was a fucking way of being because every other relationship, even the really good ones, right? Like, they weren't the right one for me or for that person. So there was always that, like, doubt. Yeah, you had, like, wired your brain in this way that was just expecting this thing that didn't have to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, like... And my therapist was right, you know, (laughs) like, which is not to say that we don't go through like conflicts and conversations and, you know, like times where we get frustrated with each other. But like, I think like what had happened in the past was frustrations in relationship would sort of lead me into this tailspin of, well, maybe this isn't meant to be like, maybe this is really, really bad. And then I would start seeing like all of this other other evidence for like, well, maybe this is bad and this relationship isn't going to work out. And with my husband now, that part doesn't come into my brain. Like, it's just like, oh, this is a thing that we're having like a disagreement about. Yeah. And... You can separate, yeah, you can separate this moment (laughs) from like letting your brain spiral this thing out of control and be like, does this mean we're not right for each other? Like, it's just like, oh no, we're like, I was grumpy this morning or he didn't sleep well, whatever. And yeah, you're like, this is just a thing that happened today. And it was not, doesn't mean anything other than that. It's like, oh, oh yeah. Like just this, the reality of, um, it doesn't have to be hard and fraught. And you don't have to always feel like another shoe is going to drop. Yeah. Um, and if that is happening, right, then I would, you know, for anyone listening, if you're like, ugh, you know, like this relationship just doesn't feel steady or safe and I'm constantly questioning it, you know, that's when you take a step back and say, like, what's the behavior telling me? Yeah. Like of this person, what's my behavior telling me, right? Like, am I behaving in ways that's sort of indicating what, like, my deep, deep subconscious and like inner spirit want is this person communicating things that are like red flags warning signs signs that they're not healthy for me or able to be like healthy for themselves yeah so (laughs) you're just gonna start a bunch of uh people just spiral like getting into like (laughs) 
crises in their heads now. Oh like, gosh. oh no, oh my god. But <laughs> but if those things but aren't then it's there, not, yeah, then, you're, then don't make them. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, there's no That's reason. The, there's no reason that this stuff has to exist. If it does, it's you don't need to go finding issues. You don't need to go like finding issues, right? Like you can also be in a relationship that feels good. Yeah, and just like feels good from the start, and sort of like continues to feel good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that sounds like a lovely place to just, you want things to feel good. Yeah. That's how we. You want things to feel good. Feels like a good place to leave. It's, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all this, Caitlin. Uh, If people want to find out more about what you do, I know you have a podcast of your own. Uh, Yeah. What what do you want to tell people about that you do? Yeah, definitely. So you can find me um, uh, or you could listen to my podcast that I co-host with the wonderful Megan Meadows. It's called Work It Out. Uh, work it out with Caitlin and Mego. It's a comedy and fitness podcast, and it's all about inclusivity. Uh, also, Diego and I are going to be um, starting up a monthly variety show sometime later Ooh. in 2020 called Saturday Giant. So watch out for that. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks again for sharing all this. It was really nice talking to you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. And good luck, everyone out there who's dealing with uh, how difficult relationships are. They're, they can be wild. This is how we love. This is how we fight for something that's right. Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Twitter and Instagram at lovehurtspod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts. <laughs>